Hello and welcome to Talkie Talk, podcast for the media by us. My name's Brent. I'm here today with Chris. Hello. And TJ. Hello. And we are going to be talking about what we've been watching. And then we're going to be talking about what you'll be watching. And in between, maybe talk about some news. Uh, let's start off with... What the Lord's been watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about what nobody's been watching. Um uh, Chris, why don't we start with you? What you been watching? <clears throat> sure, I don't have a long watch list. Um, I've seen two movies and most of a television show, but the TV show is the newest, so I'm going to start there. Uh, a Netflix original show called The Society. It just recently came out. Um, it's got a fun premise. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting plot. It's like if you took the plot device from season three of Lost and the plot device from Leftovers and smashed it into a teen drama, <laughs> then you kind of get what the society is. It's a a bunch of high school seniors from a, like a northeastern town uh, go on their senior trip, which is supposed to be a week camping in the mountains. And uh, halfway there, they have to turn around because mudslides or plot device yep. um, and then they come back and everyone in the town is gone everyone in the town is gone and their phones don't work the internet doesn't work they don't know what's going on uh, the next day they try and leave town and all the roads are basically blocked by a dense forest there's no way to get out of the town with a vehicle or anything there's no signs of life anywhere near them they fly a drone up like you know 400 feet in the air with a camera and they try and see where the um, they try and see where the uh, closest town is or to see if the ocean is where it should be and they can't see anything but forest. So it's 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 pretty neat. Um, I, I would say that watching the season so far the um, the premise is better than the last couple that I watched that are like Netflix original teen dramas. I don't know if the acting is as good as Sabrina, um, but it is definitely interesting. Uh, I want to keep watching it, but it's cool because it's, it's the, the the reason why it's called the Society is these kids have to. Uh, uh, they say like we don't know what's going on, what happened, where we are, if we're like in the future or in the past or whatever. But in the meantime, we need to do something. We need rules. We're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of power. We're going to run out of water. We need rules. So it's all about them kind of setting up this, like, miniature government hmm. and uh, set of laws. Um, but, yeah, it's a cool concept to me. Um, definitely not, like, super original, but I don't care about that. Um, really, no one in it that you would recognize... Um, uh, Acting-wise, there's one actress who looks familiar, um, but, I mean, I think it's it's a bunch of, like, newcomers in it. Uh, but, yeah. It's got pretty good reviews. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's a 76% of Rotten Tomatoes and a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. How, uh, how long, how many episodes is the first season? It's 10 episodes. Okay. And yeah. you've seen how many? Seven. Okay. So... I'm most of the way through. Um, I'm trying to find the cast just to say who people might recognize. Uh, Catherine Newton is the lead. Um, Known for Paranormal Activity 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Big Little Lies she's in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, she looks like you would buy her off a shelf and like unwrap <sighs> the packaging around her. She's just a cute little doll. Um, 
Pamela Adlon's daughter's in this. I think it's Pamela Adlon's daughter. Hmm. Um, and uh, the Catherine Newton's older sister is uh, recognizable. She's uh, yeah, yeah. She's the the female lead from Legion. Hmm. Um, Dan Stevens like love interest in that show. On her Wikipedia page, it's like she's Jewish and she celebrates Hanukkah. Like, <laughs> and <Yeah>. wait, <laughs> wait, she does both. You say? <laughs> How many people found that interesting? <laughs> it's all Wiki. Oh so uh, damn it! Uh, I always one person I put it in Wiki. The IMDb trivia. Yeah, God. I always love on IMDb when it's like zero out of one people found this helpful. When it's like so and so chose this name as their stage name. It's like. Whoa. Well, yep. yeah, that's how stage things work. I guess sometimes producers and studio heads choose them for you, yeah. or yeah. they used to in the old system. But yeah, that's not real interesting. <laughs> it's funny. They, there's in the wide autocomplete. Gabrielle Union just did one with uh, some boring woman. Uh, so I just remember Gabrielle <laughs> the Union. Queen of England. Oh, Jessica Alba. Uh, no? Yep. Yeah, Jessica Alba. Uh, and they were like. Like, what is Gabrielle Union's real name? And Gabrielle Union goes like, Gabrielle fucking Union. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the society. It's uh, it's good. It's on Netflix. So All right, fun. I say check it out. What else have you watched? Uh, I watched a bad movie uh, that I didn't talk about Yay! last time we did this. I watched the movie One in Rome. Oh, with uh, Kristen Josh Bell? Normal Face and Kristen Bell. Josh Normal Face and Kristen Bell. Yeah. They got them both. Who's the, what's the guy's Josh Normal face? What's his real name? Demel? Yeah, yes. Yep. <laughs> we, yeah, Kelly and I had a very long conversa- conversation because I was like, oh, it's Josh Dumal. And she was like, what? She's like, it's not Duhamel? I'm like, no, I know. It looks like that. And then I... Du- Duhamel. <laughs> and then I started questioning how I pronounced his last name. And I think I've arrived at something that wasn't what I started at. Yeah. He's just a guy who's just like, who do you want for this movie? It's like, just the guy. Like, better than better than average looking, but not exciting. Like, what, what type do we need for this? Professional actor, I guess? <laughs> like, we don't need to be winning any awards here. Like, what movie is he in where you're like, yeah, this guy. I feel at home now. You're just like, hey, it is guy on screen. It's like, this guy, what's on his resume? He managed to put up with Katherine Heigl on a movie set. Uh, well... I liked that movie. He is—he is a—he does have a memorable performance in Transformers, because all things relate back to Transformers for me this year. Apparently, um, no life, life as we know it. It's like, he, like James Marsden, but they want a more actiony James Marsden, so they picked Josh Duhamel. Also, put up with Catherine Heigl in a movie, James Marsden. Maybe, the, maybe also Catherine Heigl just uh, breaks men. I put up the guy who was in. Uh, Glory, the basketball coach. Matthew Broderick? No. Yeah. You know, Glory, that Silver War movie about like the basketball team. <laughs> they were the best. They won the All Regiment tournament every year. <laughs> uh, but no, it Josh is that, Lucas. Yes, that's also another Josh Normal face. Yep. Actually, Josh Lucas, man. Sweet Home Alabama. Nope, not doing it for me. Uh, that movie, Stealth. Wait. Ray 2. Okay. <laughs> oh, I remember. Ray 2? <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> the Rayoning? Jamie Foxx has Ray Charles sunglasses on in the whole trailer. And right after Ray came out, I was like, 
Raid 2. <laughs> He's a fighter pilot now. Good, good for him. <laughs> I'm all for equal opportunity, but not to that extent. Maybe don't let the blind guy fly a stealth fighter. Uh, so one in Rome. It's a, it's oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. It's a Kristen Bell, Josh Duhamel, uh, and then it's got a bunch of like like C tier comedian actors. Not C tier, poor Danny DeVito, um, but like the bit player uh, comedic actors. Those got a lot of people I know in it. Yeah, like Dax Shepard, uh, Will Arnett, John Hedder, Will Arnett, John Hedder, that guy. Yeah, it was to make a career out of something. I, I had just talked shit about John Hedder, and Kelly's like, why would I know his name? And I was like, Napoleon Dynamite? She's like, oh, I've always called him Napoleon Dynamite. And I was like, well... She's not alone. Yeah. Um, and then I forget the other guy. No, it's... Yeah, so it's this, the story, in case you haven't seen When in Rome... I haven't. ...is Kristen Bell is going to her best friend's wedding, and throws... Uh, and is, like, wildly embarrassed, because the wedding's in Italy, and makes a fool of herself as a maid of honor... And then is like, wait, why is she embarrassed? Because she like gives a bad speech and everything. Okay. And it's just like she makes a fool of herself. <laughs> no, I mean it is like kind of like in the way that you can be racist against a portion of white people. It is like definitely like racist about Italians. Um, and people are. She talks about how she hates Italy. Are you love, reading it? <laughs> I just like that. It's like she's successful. You know, just an art curator at the Guggenheim. Yes. It's like, Jesus, I don't think anybody that young can get that job. But so she goes to like like a wishing fountain, and instead of throwing a coin in, she pulls coins out because she's saving men from from being in love. Uh. And so the people who she pulls the coins from, and apparently everyone in Italy knows this that this is going to happen, because her, her best friend's uh, husband is like, oh yeah, you just have to return the coins to the fountain, and then the magic spell gets broken. Uh, but <laughs> she takes the coins out, and the, it, it the five it. people who who threw in the coins are all now desperately in love with her. Mm. And so the whole thing is returning. She, she tries to figure it out, and then returning the coins to people who threw them in there. Are those five people: Will so, Arnett, John Hader, Dyke Shepard, Dane DeVito, and Angelica Houston? No, not Angelica <laughs> Houston. Uh, it's it's the big twist is you think it's James Marsden, but it's not. Because he starts Wait, falling in love with Josh Duhamel. Josh, <laughs> Josh D. Uhamel. Josh, I'm going to call him Josh Normal Face from now on. Hey, Kate McCoochie's in it too. Yeah, nice. She is. She's got <laughs> weird hair in it. Um, <laughs> that's what I have to say about Kate. So, it sounds like these coins are similar to the coins in. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, except instead of turning. Wait, into wait, wait. Curse uh, of the Black Pearl. The first one. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all about the coins. If you take the coins out, they're cursed. But once the coins are returned, oh, is that why they're all zombies? That's why they're all skeleton boys. Yeah, in the nighttime. Zombies. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, yeah, that's right. I remember now. Um, <laughs> um, also, it, does it say what Gu- which Guggenheim? Because there's lots of Guggenheims. Maybe she's like the Guggenheim curator at, in Peoria or something. Oh no, it's the Guggenheim, the oh. one that's got the big spiral staircase in the middle. Well, then that's also like the art curator, not like the something bullshit curator. No, yeah. Like also surprised they don't break it down more <laughs> than just art. Yeah, we're looking like, for the job of art person. <laughs> you be in charge of art, and then you be in charge of everything else. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> Bathrooms? 
this is our, our art curator, and this is our remainder curator. Yes. <laughs> It's like the Natural History Museum. It's like, do you need a pen? I have pens. It's <laughs> <laughs> like more museums now that are like that. Like the Natural History Museum. Like, what do you curate? It's natural like history. Everything, everything that was like ever organic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, like I've got pens. Like, oh, that's a beautiful pen. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that pen's a work of art. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when in Rome sucks. It's really stupid. Uh, don't see it. Okay. I'll run the future display at the Museum of History. <laughs> Not a lot in my job. Um, yeah. They well, keep saying tomorrow, though. She has to... She's trying to... charge dinosaurs at the Living Museum. Somehow everyone knows that Josh Duhamel's character has uh, this painting of Elvis. Uh, what? And, yeah, you know, the kind of stuff you put in the Guggenheim. And... <laughs> literal Velvet Elvis... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's like a big deal. Trying to, she's trying to convince him to sell the painting to the Guggenheim so they can exhibit. Anyway, uh, probably wasted too much time talking about that, but uh, go see Transformers instead um, <clears throat> for a better Josh Duhamel performance. Uh, so, then I also watched an okay movie. I watched another Netflix original. It's pretty new, uh, it's called Wine Country. Oh, yeah, I've seen, they've been trying to make me watch that. Yeah, this is basically like the early 2000s all-star cast for uh, SNL females. Um, it's got Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and it's just a bunch of gals having a yuck. Um, and it's okay. Hmm. I know that, that uh, Ashley watched it, she mm-hmm. commented, um, wasn't in love with it either. Um but yeah, a bunch of, uh, it's, oh, and Rachel Dratch. It's Rachel Dratch's 50, 50th birthday, and they're trying to organize a big party for her. So they all go to Napa, and, you know. Does like, Tina Fey have, like, a small role in it? Yeah. Okay. She's, yeah, she's, she's the person who, like, owns the Airbnb they're staying in, so she kind of comes in and out of the, okay. uh, movie. Um, Jason Schwartzman's in it. This is the first time I've seen Jason Schwartzman in a while. Hmm. Uh, he plays Devin, the, the, you know how, have you heard about how some Airbnbs come with like someone who will cook food? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, well, he's 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 that guy, and so he the whole th- it's there. There's some really funny bits. Like for the entire movie, Jason Schwartzman is working on a paella, mm-hmm. and just like keeps talking about how like it's almost done, and it's like a funny running gag. <laughs> the last movie Jason Schwartzman was in, not as voice work, was uh, playing Mickey Pizzazz. And the Polka King. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, he was great in that. Yeah. I like that. But he was in all the dogs too. Oh yeah. Um, but so yeah, so Wine Country is fine. Um, it's it's there's there's not enough comedy to kind of carry the lulls. Um, it's 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 not. None of the characters are super likable. So then when they start like breaking down and talking about their problems, you just don't care. Um. And it's not funny enough, really, to push past that. Um, but there are a couple scenes that are good. Um, you know, there's a there's a scene where they go to uh, an art show in town, and it's the it's the Asian woman from Pen Pen Fifteen plays the artist, mm-hmm. um, and her whole gallery is like like pop art, but devoted to Fran Drescher, <laughs> 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 which is really funny. Um, but yeah, it's a wine country. I don't know. You're bored. <sighs> if it's if it's 
am, am I guessing right? If if it's the type of thing that you would normally like, this won't disappoint. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a fair description of who this is for? Yeah. If if you are the kind of person who wants to see uh, Amy Poehler and like old SNL alums. Obviously making a movie because they wanted to hang out together, and you're fine with there being some dumb stuff in it, then you're going to have... It'll, it'll be a fine time. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I watched. Three things. How about you, TJ? What'd you watch? I started watching the uh, old... Well, not old, I guess. It goes up into the 90s, but I'm going to try to complete the Star Trek films. Um, so I watched the first one. That's as far as I've gotten <laughs> this week. Uh, it's seen by most to be one of the worst, like near the bottom. Ah. Um, and I, I bet I'll agree with that. It's not very good. William Shatter's good. Uh, DeForest Kelly's really good. His bones. I didn't know that. So when we when I watched the new trilogy, and that's how I got to this. I watched the new trilogy again recently, and I liked it a lot. And I uh, was watching. Uh, I wanted to see the old ones because I wanted to see like how the characters paired up with their old versions. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea that bones was like. That kind of comedy in the old ones, too. Like the crotchety, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, kind of like just there to talk sense into Kirk and be a doctor, even though he's not really like a science spaceship guy. Do you have any familiarity with the show? The uh, show's Bones is not the science guy. All, I, <laughs> uh, all I've seen is the uh, first, I don't know, eight or nine episodes of the original series. Okay. So, yeah, never a got bit into, more than me. Yeah, but I never got into... Deep Space Nine or The Next Generation or any of that. So, I'm curious when that jump happens in the 90s, how it, how it goes. Are you... Are the movies supposed to stand on their own? Or are they supposed to be supplements to the... Or complements to the TV show? They definitely don't stand on their own. Well, I mean, they can, but there is shit that I was reading about trying to figure out. Like, when the movie starts, Kirk is uh, in charge of all of Starfleet. He's the Admiral. So this is like a continued, like, yeah. I think of like how X-Files did their movie in the 90s, which was a an, a movie that was just uh, the next episode in the X-Files. Yes, that's exactly what this is. Okay. Like, he goes, Bones is retired when the movie starts. So you can, there's probably enough there for you to figure out what's going on to an extent, but yeah. it would certainly help if you had watched more. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, I mean, they reset everything in the first episode. It's funny. It's like, Bones is retired. Spock is done with Starfleet. Kirk is the Admiral now. And in the first five minutes... Scotty's a plant. <laughs> uh, the first five minutes, Kirk kicks the captain of the Enterprise out so he can be captain again. <laughs> Just so that's nice and tight. <laughs> and uh, invokes some, like, rule 7.98 to draft Bones back <laughs> into Starfleet. <laughs> he just gets beamed up against his will. <laughs> Is he taking a poop? <laughs> yeah, I read that movie. He's in a disco. It's weird. <laughs> he's got like a huge like collar on, a big gold chain. And he's like, damn it, Kirk! <laughs> disco is timeless. <laughs> I like that they, that they called that shot back then. They were like, well, what's going to be happening in like a thousand years? Like, well, still dis- this. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, no one's going to get tired of disco. <laughs> this is like 79. People were already tired of disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happening. I feel like in the nineties, I wonder if somebody gets beamed straight out of a like a, like a an internet cafe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make my movie set 500 years from now. 
the the, the everyone's favorite band, Corn. <laughs> Clearly, they'll stand the test of time. Yeah, I've just written five videos for Blockbuster. Now I'm on a starship. Did you enjoy the movie very much? No, no. The, there's not a lot of plot there. There's not really a good bad guy. Um, but I hear it gets a lot better with two and three. Um, that's the Wrath of Khan and the Search for Spock. Those are two of the highest rated outside of the original trilogy, which the original trilogy is the three highest rated Star Trek movies on Metacritic. By original Wars. trilogy, you mean the first three, the, the most Sorry, recent three. Yeah, the original one I watched. The yeah. opposite of original. Right. <laughs> it's original in my head. Yeah. Okay, so we'll 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 see we'll see where this leads. Um, what else you've been watching? That's it. That's it. Yep. Watch Star Trek, but I'm very excited to hear about something you watched. Well, I'm also <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I'm also very excited to hear about something I watched because I have to remember what I watched. Uh huh. I can bring up one thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there. He's, um, he's teasing. No. Do it. I can already figure out the title of this post. I watched something new, you watched something from 1979, and then Brent watched something new. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched, some, I watched some new stuff, which is... Often I'm bringing the old stuff to the podcast, but uh, I watched three things this week, the uh, oldest of which came out last year. So uh, let wow. me start, though, with... Uh, I'm the third... Wow. I think I'm the third of us, of the uh, podcast crew, to watch Triple Frontier. Okay. Um, which... Um, Pretty good performances in Triple Frontier, and really gorgeous cinematography. I really love the setting in that movie, and man, that's disappointing because of uh, there's just nothing going on in that movie that I care about. It's so and hard. I, and I thought I would. It's a heist movie. Yeah. But the heist is over in like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And then it's a, and then it's like a, I don't even know what to call that movie. It's like a road movie? Sort kind of? of? Yes. But, I don't know. They try to, like, do, like, a Goodfellas kind of thing. Like, so the what's whole, after the heist is what's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's the, the heist takes place in the jungles of like, Colombia, I would assume. Yeah, it's, a, it's a drug lord's money. Okay. Um, but. That way you can't hate the characters, I guess. Well, you find a way to, though. <laughs> yeah. Because they have to, due to plot devices and circumstances, they have to basically make their way on foot. To a beach, and yeah. it's about them trying to get back to their escape boat or whatever, and uh, um, they have to go through. Basically, they're dragging like forty bags of cash yeah. with them. So it's it's a it's a logistical nightmare for them to try to get away with all this money. Huh. And so it's sort of about that. It's about. I don't know. You wind up not liking the characters very much, and uh, which is a shame because I love uh, Pedro Pascal yep. and Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. I like Ben Affleck. Yeah. I like uh, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other guy also pulls his weight, Garrett, H- Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Hedlund. And so it's a it's a <clears throat> great cast. Yeah. Um, but man, I just I just don't really like the story that much. Yeah, it's it kind of falls apart, just like. If if the movie and I don't know how it could have been interesting because like I thought that the first f- like five to ten minutes were a slog the the team building mm-hmm. like you know yeah you've you've got an opening scene of Charlie Hunnam talking to a bunch of veterans about like the realities of PTSD and then it, it's just like 
all is forgotten and forgiven. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, fuck Uncle Sam. We didn't get paid enough to be his soldiers. You know, we got PTSD and, like, nothing to show for it. And these are, like, real mental problems that we have. And then someone's like, hey, you want to make a few million dollars, like, robbing this Colombian drug lord? And he's like, if you're going to be there, fuck yeah. It's yeah. Like, okay, so you're putting a price on mental health, which is kind of insane. And but. also, there's a, there's a point in the movie where they're just like, uh, you know, they realize maybe this was a bad idea. This was... Um, they have to kind of make a choice, like their lives or the money, and they make they they just decide, okay, we got to cut bait with all this money, and we've got to we're just going to simplify this and just try to get home, and um, and then I don't I mean not to spoil the movie too much, but there's not a good movie to spoil here, but right. uh, at the end the guy's like uh, he's like hey you want the coordinates to all the money we left here you go. It's like, well, what was the whole point of this whole, like, like, we have to make a choice. Like, that, the whole, the money represented, like, right. um, you have to give up this money and, and just get away with the knowledge that, that, that it was, the money was not the right objective here. Right. But, instead, they get both. tune in for Quadruple Frontier, <laughs> where, uh, Oscar Isaac goes back to get money. I don't know. It's it's it was frustrating. It was not Jared really Headland's character really got shafted on the nicknames here. <laughs> it's like Ben Affleck is Tom, Red Flag Davis, Oscar Isaac, Santiago, Pope, Garcia, William, Ironhead Miller, Francisco, Catfish Morales, Ben, Benny, Miller. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh buddy. I don't remember Pope at all. Yeah, I don't think they, they didn't use their nicknames a lot. They used Red Fly and uh Ironhead and Catfish, I think, were yeah. the three they got. Well then, and then they called him Benny. I didn't know that was his quote nickname. Yeah, yeah. Um, they called him Santiago though in the movie. And yeah, Pope. Weird. I, I guess. Yeah. Again, not very <laughs> memorable. I guess. No. All right, good to know. What else you see? I watched a 2018 movie. It was a remake of a movie I've also recently seen. Uh, Suspiria. Nice. Watch Suspiria. How was that? Um. Suspiria was a little bit of a slog to get through. It's a really long movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like two and a half hours. The last 40, 45 minutes of the movie are a, a masterpiece. It's incredible. Nice. Incredible. I loved the way this movie ended. Loved everything about the last, maybe even the last like, hour. But it's like the opposite of the old one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, getting there is the is the problem. Is this, this this movie's too long? Is there just a bunch of like slow like dance school politics? <clears throat> yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's a little too much of the um, getting to know everybody aspect of it. And uh, there's a lot of dancing in the early part, and I actually I didn't mind that at all. The dancing's good and interesting because it's it's we- it's weird dancing, right? Um, and there's actually a really good scene early on, a uh, really good horror scene where um, uh, Dakota Johnson's uh, dancing is tied to some sort of other horrific event and it's really cool the way they do it. That scene was like written about as like one of the best film scenes some directors have ever seen. Yeah, yeah it was so It's like they're dancing and somebody else is also doing it but they can't. They're like getting distorted, right? Not distorted, like... Yeah, I don't think contorted. they're... I don't think they're actually doing the same thing, but it's affecting them. Okay. It's affecting them in But apparently he found some girl who could, like, bend that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting, because yeah. I just assumed it was... Effects. Effects. Yeah. Um, 
the effects using that, I'm pretty sure of this, were like practical. At yeah. least. It wasn't like generated. Well, yeah, I'm sure she. Which is just crazy. Because I saw some of that scene and it looks grotesque as hell. It was, yeah, it was like hard to watch. Um, but I think the movie's good. I just, for me, I it, it just ran a little long. I don't know. I think they could have done in two hours what they did in two and a half. But um, I, I do recommend it, though, just for the. For that scene in mm-hmm. particular, as well as the last like forty-five minutes or so of the movie, uh, Dakota Johnson's really good. Tilda Swinton is really good as always in um, both her roles. In all of her roles. Oh, that's right. She plays five. Mm. No, four. Well, possibly. Right. It's hard to it's hard to sit there and watch for Tilda Swinton though, even if you know it's like oh Tilda Swinton's like three characters in this. There's Tilda Swinton. You're, that one's easy to spot. <laughs> the Tilda other swing as Tilda Swing. I could tell you like oh she plays uh, like one of the other five main characters in the movie, and I would not have known it was her huh. without watching. So it's Chloe without, Ga- I see Chloe Grace Moretz at like the bottom of the listed chart. Is she the student that goes missing? I'm guessing. Yes, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, although Amazon lists her as the number one star of the movie, it's like. Check this movie out, starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Tilda Swinton, and some third person I've never heard of. I wonder if that's because of how uh, the the original Suspiria goes, because it's the the Argente version uh, lists the cast uh, in order of appearance. Oh, possibly. And so, and so the girl fleeing the dance school is the first, uh, you know, is the first thing that happens, and if that's Chloe Grace Moretz's role, then it might have just like mirrored the casting. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's weird. I just remember once on like old like charter table, and when we were in Athens, had like Tommy Boy on charter, and they would do the star rating, and it was like one star, and I was like bullshit, and it was like starring Rob Lowe and Dan Aykroyd, and I was just like, what? Did this person even try? <laughs> um, but I definitely, I definitely recommend Suspiria. It's uh, it's it's worth. I think it's ultimately worth the time. It's just uh, like I'm excited said, to watch it. I was drifting a little early on, but then became very focused on it later. You watched it in your car? (laughs) Tokyo Drifting. Uh, Last thing I watched is a very short little film. It's only 30 minutes long. It's on Netflix. Uh, I watched the unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience, uh, which is the newest Lonely Island Okay, so this is Netflix, not HBO. So it is like separate from those other two sports. So this is this is a thirty-minute compilation of music videos by <laughs> The Lonely Island, except it, it's like a concept album of what if Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, members of the Oakland A's in the nineteen eighty-eight season, decided to make a bunch of rap songs about their life. <laughs> oh God, sounds great. It's fantastic. <laughs> It's just, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, too short. I just wish it kept going. I wanted to go back and watch more. Um, it's just it's just fun. I, this is the only baseball movie I'm ever going to go out of my way to recommend to Chris. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. Well, I know what Jose Canseco and Mark McGrath look like, and then I see Andy Samberg and Jorma, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is definitely taking a different direction. So the opening... Uh, I obviously won't be able to do the song justice, but their uh, their intro song is uh, uh, they introduce themselves in the song, and the chorus is just uh, Sandberg as Canseco just screaming like, 
I'm Jose! And it's just like fireworks going off, and then it goes, and I'm Mark. <laughs> really low-key. Um, but it's most, it's a, it's a bunch of videos mostly about them trying to, uh, trying to have sex in Oakland, <laughs> 1988. And, uh, a little bit about playing baseball, not much. Um, lots of steroid jokes. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I'm sure. Um, but very fun. Very, very fun. Nice. Um, like I said, not a whole lot to talk about with it, but man, I recommend it strongly. That's it's most of those. It's 30 minutes, so you'll have fun. Cool. And that's it. That's what I've been watching. Uh, I, I want to put a, put a pin in here and just say for my uh, fellow podcasters and the few people who watch the show... Uh, this was the best season of the challenge I've seen in a long time. Cool. It nice. just it just wrapped up. Uh, super interesting. Um, I was telling TJ earlier. There's something that they unintentionally did. Maybe it was intentional, but they brought in a bunch of uh, reality stars from the UK. So people from like Geordie Shore, from X on the Beach UK, and like other like MTV Essence. properties. Towie? They have any no. Towie people? No Towie people. Um, probably the best. <laughs> but they bring all these people in and they the, the Brits pretty much figure out early on that like oh if we just if all the people from the UK like band together we can start kicking off like challenge vets and just like make them go away and then have like a real rookie season mm-hmm. and it kind of turns into like a rookie season like within the first like five episodes and so it's really cool um, just wrapped up and uh, I recommend it if anyone wants to uh do a crash course on uh, the challenge. I, I assume they're going to plumb this depth uh, for a while. Uh, the the UK people they brought were pretty phenomenal, so they're probably going to be in future seasons. And this is kind of where their story is going to start. So neat. The challenge war of the worlds just wrapped up. Cool. And I would say watch it. I might give it another shot. Yeah. I watched what two seasons ago is when I watched I think, and didn't really. Dirty Thirty is that the one you watched? Maybe. I don't know. I was like, I don't know how to separate them. It's like, Johnny Bananas. (laughs) Literally in every season. I almost, I I feel like I'd be interested and I'd enjoy it, but I also really like my own personal image of what a Johnny Bananas is. Was it just a guy hoarding bananas? <laughs> just like, suit. Just like eats them, but eats them at like light speed. So it's just like, <laughs> like that meme video. Yeah. Monkey. Uh, yeah. So, go watch it. Giant Bananas does not eat bananas in it, unfortunately. Not one? Uh, probably one. Okay. Breezy. On the streets. Breezy. Breezy. We got any news to talk about? Uh, I got some. The streets. What you got? Uh, the uh, Taika Watiti, he's still attached to it, uh, directed live-action Akira movie. Just got a release date. Oh, wow. Uh, May 21st, 2021. Here's what I know about it. I think he has said that he is he is casting ethnically appropriate people in his movie, which is probably a good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't need another... Well, I just don't want to hear people complain about it. That's the best reason. Yeah. Like, like I, don't, I don't care if, if you, if, like, you want to cast some, like, white dude as Tetsuo, but, like, just don't. Like, shut the internet up. 
Um, but yeah, so it's th- there hasn't been a lot of news about the it, and this has also been one of those movies that like forever people have been saying that they're going to make a movie about it. So it's got a release date, which for me is as good as being like carved into stone. The thing is, I don't remember Akira. Do you, it's and maybe I don't. Maybe I need to watch it again. Is is Akira funny? I don't really recall it being like a, a hoot. No. I wouldn't say it is. So I'm wondering. I was if, also really focused on the story, though. You I, know what I, mean? I really. I wonder if Taika Waititi is going to inject a lot of his I'm, humor. I feel like he can't not. Yeah, but see, also not, he's really reverent though of that movie. Right. He loves like, the original Akira. Or so like, I feel like he would try to dial back on that a little bit. Right. Um. That is interesting, though. Um. I got some news. What you got? I don't know if uh, I think we talked about this last time. It was uh, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, getting. Did we did we hit on that? No, we didn't. No, no uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman. How do you feel about that? I feel fine about that. I feel fine about it. Yeah, I like I'm Robert as fine Pattinson. As I could about anybody playing Batman. I'm sure. Just like okay, more Batman. That's the thing with Bat. That's the thing we've learned with Batman. It's like who's the like the best actor that they've that they've had play Bat. Well, okay, it's probably Christian Bale, but uh, <laughs> um, and his were great. But like George Clooney's a good actor, and he would have been a fine Batman. But they wrote a Batman movie that sucked, and Ben Affleck I think was an excellent Batman, but he just happened to be in Batman movies that sucked, and so. With Batman, it never matters really who's playing Batman. I feel like it always cool. Like no one, no Batman movie has ever hinged on the performance. Right. Michael Keaton was in some good Batman movies, and Christian Bale was in some good Batman movies. But I think Val Kilmer could have just as easily been in some good Batman movies, and it would have been fine. So that's yeah. how I feel about Batman. Yeah. Whoever's playing him is fine, but it right. is fun. It is fun to see the people who don't really watch a lot of movies that aren't just the big headliners every weekend. Yeah. That think Robert Pattinson has just been biding his time since Twilight. Yeah, that he hasn't been doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the... Went through some of that with somebody on the Facebook group. Not to call out whoever it is if you're listening. But was like, oh, I'll go see all the money in the world. It's weird that Michelle Williams is like doing stuff again. It's like, she's been nominated for like six Oscars. <laughs> I think, you know, that's just a, just a thing that people don't pay attention right. to. Yeah. And you have to actively seek out movies like that. It's not their fault. It's the fault of the system, sort of. Yeah, they aren't showing trailers for Blue Valentine during Sunday Night Football. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I... Yeah, uh, yeah good, good Time is not really going <laughs> to be high on people's radar if the only movies they see are all of the ones that Marvel and Disney put out. Or like right. Lost City of Zed. Like, right. How many fucking people know that movie even exists? Right. But it's good to... A cool jungle movie with yeah. fucking the Sons of Anarchy guy. Yeah. And Pattinson is like the highlight of that movie. Really, really good. Yeah. It'd be like if someone was like, what has Daniel Radcliffe done since Harry Potter? And then you like list off like the 12 movies that Daniel Radcliffe has been in. They're like, but yeah, but none of them were as big as Harry Potter. And it's like, so? It doesn't mean he can't act. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> DJ just remembered that he left the oven on. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit more news. Um, you see Sonic the Hedgehog got pushed finally I, I'm happy <laughs> they were like okay this backlash is more than backlash now yeah we have to fix this well that was the thing is so they released the trailer everyone was like that thing is a fucking nightmare 
And then the director came out and said, look, I want to make this a good movie, so we're going to fix it. And then they didn't move the release date. So then there was like more of a voice that was just like, well, now you're going to crush these visual effects artists and you're going to make them like kill themselves trying to fix this bad fucking Sonic that somebody greenlit. Right. So that's also bad. And so the last I heard is that the going opinion was just going to be like, maybe let's just not make Sonic movies. But I'm happy to hear that they pushed it. Yeah. Um, speaking of trailers, there's a uh, new Terminator movie coming out, which I never really heard about being made. It's with yeah. Arnold and Linda Hamilton too, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, except I think it's primarily, it's uh, it looked like Claire Foy, maybe? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be wrong in that. I should probably look that up, but uh, don't don't completely trust me, audience. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks like it might be set in like Mexico, possibly. It's set right after. I know time wise, it's set right after uh, Terminator Two. Okay, right. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's intended to be a direct sequel to Terminator Two. That's which should be easy for the audience. We've been ignoring everything after Terminator Two for years, so yeah, yeah should never be, watch those movies should, after that. I've seen Terminator Three. Couldn't tell you the first thing about it. What's Genesis? Is that one? Genesis Salvation. Yeah, I never watched. Rise that of the Machines. Is that one of them? That's yeah, three. That's okay. three. Yeah. Um. So this, this should be pretty pretty simple, but uh, it looked it looked like a Terminator movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, pretty active on Reddit, uh, mostly just like doing like workout inspiration and like just being like a generally like positive guy, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool to see that people are using the tool for good and not evil. But someone was on there on the on the trailer drop. Someone was on there and said, "Ugh, Hollywood's just jamming more. Like we're gonna take your favorite movie and put a female protagonist in it." And so <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger responded with. You realize that Linda Connor's the main character of the first two Terminator movies, right? Yeah. Like this is not a new plot device they're doing for this movie. Also, they've already they've already done a female Terminator. That's what the Terminator is in Terminator Three. Yeah. Also, there was the Sarah Connor Chronicles, yes. which were all about Sarah Connor. So who's just getting upset about this now? People were like, My favorite movie's Terminator Salvation. That's the one where the Terminator didn't know he was a Terminator till the end. And there's just dudes like it ought to be. Yeah, just dudes. And Christian Bale yelled at a guy on set because he's a real actor. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I got one more little bit of news that, uh, out of Cannes, which is happening as we're recording this. I believe it's Cannes. Kids, Cannes. <laughs> um, but, you know, Cannes, where you get a lot of artsy movies and like trailers for maybe like next year's Oscar winner or right. something that's going to premiere at Sundance or in this case Rambo 5 <laughs> uh, so so Sloan yeah did play the trailer at Cannes for Rambo 5 <laughs> Rambo at Cannes <laughs> what what if he entered the trailer into the competition just the trailer as, as a short film best short of, uh, of Cannes and you get the same like strange reports that always come out of Cannes it's like well, half the theater walked out, and the other half gave the trailer a ten-minute standing ovation. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, that's the buzz you want. It's like I have one kid in each branch of the military. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, ads, and that was TJ tries to use technology. <laughs> if you have ads to autoplay on your website, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he eventually just, just hurled his iPad into the air. It became a spaceship. Um, I know what's coming out next weekend. Wait. 
Before we do that, one more. I'm just one, telling you, I'm just proud of myself. Okay, cool. Good job, TJ. Uh, one, one more is uh, uh, the teaser for uh, the CBS All Access uh, original uh, Picard uh, yeah, came yeah. out. That's what got me starting the Star Trek thing. It's a yeah, it's a pretty cool teaser. It's just like kind of a voiceover of somebody like giving a speech, and then kind of leading up to the question, like "Tell me why you left Starfleet." And it's a old uh, Jean-Luc Picard kind of tending his winery. And so it's, you know, I don't know what direction the show's going to take, but CBS owns all Star Trek, so they've got a pretty good slew of shows on All Access. I remember when they first pitched the idea, like, I don't know, when did I accidentally sign up for it? Like three years ago to try and watch the Super Bowl? Uh, and, but yeah, it's, 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 it's really filling out in a way that I think is cool. You have access? Uh, or only during football season? Yeah. Okay. There's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, speaking of trailers, there's a finally a bigger trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood dropped this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, looks good. Looks like a Quentin Tarantino movie. So there's, looks like it's going to be chatty three, and fun. Three incredible people in it. Mm-hmm. Although there was some backlash I saw that like apparently Margot Robbie doesn't have a lot of dialogue, then um, yeah, weird. I think it's Quentin Tarantino's going to put an actress on screen just as eye candy. Yeah. Also, like his response was just like, yeah. I mean, first off, see the movie before you bitch right. about anything. From what I can tell, it's about like it's it's, it's, it's about, about the relationship between the actor and his uh, stuntman. She's just. They live next to Sharon Tate, and she's Sharon Tate. So all that shit's going to happen next right. door in the movie. Right. So, yeah. Which is a weird, bonkers idea, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. Also, like, Quentin Tarantino's had pretty cliche ideas about, like, women, like female roles in cinema. Especially, like, like, with all that shit with Uma came out. Yeah. Where like, she pretty much threw him under the bus, not undeservedly. Yeah, if you think that, that, that Tarantino has like a, a, a troubling depiction of a woman in one of his movies, like, get in line. Like, he's been doing it, and people don't care. Like, not that you shouldn't care, but just letting you know that, that your outrage will fall on deaf ears. It sucks, but that's kind of the truth with Tarantino. People give him a pass because he's an artist. Including women. Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. You fucking got Barbara Robbie to be in this movie. Yep. Hey, TJ, do you want to exercise your talent? Yeah, I know things. What's coming out next weekend? Two things. That's all I know. You can go see The Secret Life of Pets 2. Which I've seen described as emotionally devastating. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You're more interested about that movie now than you were 30 seconds ago. Well, sure. But not interested to watch it. No, I'll watch it. I watched the first one. It was pretty good. I did not like the first one. It was fine. Yeah. I mean... Don't go into it looking for plot or substance. I like the Kevin Hart bunny rabbit superhero. He was annoying. He's <laughs> <laughs> put me back in a dark place. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah, wait, I agree with Brent. <laughs> I forgot. It's emotionally <laughs> devastating for TJ to remember Kevin Hart in that movie. Yeah, everything I remember about that movie, it's like, that was stupid. And that was stupid. Oh yeah, Brent's right. <laughs> you sucked. <laughs> I know there's, there's no visual element to this, but TJ is literally like voiding out, just like trying to recall that movie. <laughs> it's like there's something about a poodle. Oh yeah, that was also stupid. <laughs> Shit. You're thinking of Zootopia, which came out at the same time and was good. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> was I? What's the other movie? Uh, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh, so easy choice. <laughs> I picked that one. Me yeah. too. Yeah. 
Although I'm skeptical, but we'll see. Well, I'm not guaranteeing a great time for either of these, but I would rather take my shot with X-Men Dark Phoenix. I feel like Apocalypse got a bad rap. I don't think it was as bad as a lot of people said it was, but it was one thing which was boring as hell at times. I think the main thing I had going against it is it was not an MCU Kevin Feige brainchild. Yeah. And I think that the people were... They were, they were looking to tear into it in in the opposite way that they came at Marvel movies. But see, I'm I'm the one too who had kind of problems with First Class. Yeah, I don't me think too. it was as good as people said it was. Yeah, um, Days of Future Past was fantastic. Uh huh. Yeah. But First Class, like it had that scene where they're all like showing off their powers, all the kids, <clears throat> right yeah. before a few of them die. Yeah. And like that was some of the cheesiest fucking movie. Right. Just like. I can fly. Woo! And she just like flies around and everybody's like acting like they're drunk but they're not drinking. Yeah. I don't know. It was really fucking weird. Also, who lets Zoe Kravitz into movies? She sucks. True. <laughs> is that when uh, Scott Summers' brother dies? Is he dying? No. Havoc doesn't die till, um, till Days of Future Past. Oh, <clears throat> right. He's in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was bored by Apocalypse too. Mostly by the villain, Apocalypse. That's the thing about having a, an omniscient, all-powerful villain is not real interesting. <laughs> not real interesting, like you know. See, yeah, see, Guardians too. But I was, I, yeah. I watched a video of Oscar Isaac talking about his roles in different movies. Oh, nice! And uh, they said, uh, "Tell us, you know, tell us about Apocalypse." And he said, uh, "He said, well, that was a lot of makeup." And uh, he said that he, every time he moved. All you would hear on set is just rubber squeaking. <laughs> so he said, "And that's it. <laughs> We've run out of time." Not really. Hang on. Stay with us. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. If I, if this all makes it to air, I sit with my back to the speakers, and the computer was turned all the way up. Oh, this is making it to air. Of course it is. We are not going to sit and edit that out. Uh, what are we good at our job? We don't do that anymore. Yeah, I got astonished at people like I've been editing out the ums and ahs in our speech. I was like, hold on, we're we supposed to do that. Hold on, we're publishing this. Wait, this isn't just a soda can we're all yelling at. Um, so. Anyway, go see... Days of Future Past. Nope. X-Men yeah. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, you can go see Days of Future Past, too. It's pretty good. It'll be a good time. <laughs> this, is, this part of the podcast where we just recommend any movie ever. I think also, so, go see The Third Man. It's pretty so, good. Sophie Turner's so good in Game of Thrones, I want her to be good in other things. And I haven't seen her be good in something It's not, it's not working out for you. It hasn't worked out yet. But also, I'm I haven't done the Chris thing where I'd like chase down all the movies with, with Game of Thrones people. Well, that's what the my problem was with uh, more than the villain, um, in Apocalypse was that story with them going to like help with her and Scott Summers after the thing is blown up and uh, 
Fast X-Men. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> he has so little names and details about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speedball? Is it Speedball? Yeah. Speedster. Ex-Speedster. <laughs> you know, they go, after the thing happens, they go to help the other thing, and there's the guy and the girl, you know, Scott Summers. <laughs> this has been, I got that one. This has been Brent, Chris, and Grandma <laughs> trying to describe movies. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go help the dude, and then they've got the fast guy. You know, I'm pretty sure his name is Speedball. <laughs> Quicksilver. When they're, when they're going to go break Magneto out of jail. Magneto's already. That's a bad in a guy. different movie. That's in a yeah. good movie. Okay. That the uh, Magneto's a bad guy. In this one for most of it. He's part of the Four Horsemen or whatever. Right. <laughs> Names. Uh... <laughs> No, it's when they go and they free Wolverine and Wolverine ends up helping them. Oh, right. But anyway, the kids in the movie are just not good. Yeah. That's my, my main point. That's true. That's kind of, a, was a boring scene and that had really nothing to do with Apocalypse. Well, maybe the kids will be alright in the new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> working in other movie titles to movie reviews. I was I thought he was working in a uh, Offspring song title. <laughs> I'm working it all, baby. <laughs> what you got? Okay, can you end this fucking nightmare? Is that it? That's everything? We yeah. did all the things? Cool. So. Alright. Well, you've already heard the music. <laughs> Might as well thank Boo Reefa for it. Thanks, thanks, Boo Reefa. thanks for the outro and the uh, the mid-what-to-watch music. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Willow Walkers. Willow thanks. Walkers. Email, tweet, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. We're, we're, with, we're the media bias everywhere. Yep. yep. And thank you, TJ. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, me. Thanks. 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 Bye. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know.